Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for being faithful to us. Thank you for giving us restful Sunday. As we begin the first day of the week, we ask you to breathe your Holy Spirit into our heart and mind so that we can live each critical moment with your hope and joy. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's continue to read 2 Corinthians, and today we will read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 to 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. For we know that if an earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed, instead with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened, because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed, instead with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now, the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. The life after death is one of the greatest mysteries that people want to know and constantly imagine. While many religions and philosophies render different versions of a life after death, Today, Apostle Paul gives us the greatest vision and hope for life after death. He tells us the children of God will have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven. An eternal house in heaven is awaiting us. That's what popular popular Christian devotionals and hymns tell us, that we have a mention of the hilltop, their song called the We have a mansion over the hilltop. We live in a small cottage here below, but when we die, we will go to heaven, live in a mansion God prepared for us. Well, in today's text, Paul tells us that the mansion in heaven is not just another house, but actually our body, heavenly eternal body. N.T. Wright clarifies that heaven is not a place we go to when we die, but rather the place where God has our future bodies already in store for us. This vision of a future and eternity for children of God is not just unique, but it has utmost relevance to our life today. I want to reaffirm two truths about our eternal hope. First of all, there will be continuation of a bodily life from this life to eternal life. The ultimate life God prepared for us is not a bodiless, bodiless heavenly life, but bodily heavenly life. Here Paul compared our current physical body to a tent and the future body to a building or a house. Tent was a very common dwelling in Paul's time. Paul knew about the tents better than most people because he was a tent maker. While pastoring in Corinth, if you remember, Paul worked at at the tent-making and tent-repairing shop of Priscilla and Aquila, a Jewish couple who 
who recently moved from Rome or kicked out of the room, more precisely. And Priscilla and Aquila were Paul's VIPs and later became his faithful companions and co-laborers for Christ. As a Jewish rabbi, Paul was trained not only with a theological subject, but also practical skill to take care of himself uh, in times or in cases. By the way, Jewish tradition never despised physical and manual labor. Obviously, they were descendants of a shepherd or dairy farmers in the ancient world. Therefore, their view of life is very earthy. Now, if our current physical body is an earthly tent, our future body, or so-called spiritual body, is a heavenly building, not built by human hand, but designed and built by God himself, the creator of a universe. Do you remember the yesterday's uh, video about the universe? Pastor Kevin just showed us from YouTube. Man, that is our God, our creator. If a, such a God make our body, our eternal body, we can imagine how glorious that would be. The biblical hope of a human future is not release of a body, but it's a redemption of a body. That's the second point that you will see. So heaven is not only continuation of a bodily experience. The second point is that a completion and perfection of a bodily uh, experience, existence. Here in this life, we are clothed temporarily and shabbily without tent. Tent, as we know, are not as durable as our houses. Tent requires a constant repair and involves many toils. In recent years, my tent has been repaired many times. Some of its core parts are torn or worn out and have a serious tearing part and potential tear called a heart aneurysm. My cardiologist or my you know, a tent repairer, they told me that I need to watch out for my tent every year. More than its durability, our tents are not comfortable for our companions of a life that is a Holy Spirit. And that's why Paul uses here the language of a groaning repeatedly. Verse 2, meanwhile we groan, longing to be clothed. And verse 4, while we are in this tent, we groan, are burdened, because we do not wish to be unclothed. Language of groaning, especially in the book of Romans, always refer to walk of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.26 said, said, In the same way Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but Spirit himself intercedes for us through the wordless groans. Holy Spirit groans in us especially when we cry out to God. What is the Holy Spirit groaning about? Holy Spirit, in today's text, wants us, uh, wants to close us, close us with a God's original glory. God's original glory. That's why today we find the clothing and naked. Naked simply means a shame. What is a, where does shame come from? 
According to Genesis 1.26, God made us in His image. That means His glory. That's why Romans 3.23 also says, All have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. When we lost the glory of God, we, when we sinned, we lost the glory of God. And instead of seeking God's glory, we seek our glory. We seek our version of a wonderful life instead of God and His kingdom. That's why Paul was saying that we don't want to be found naked. Here, naked means we don't want to wear glorious clothing. The Holy Spirit is trying to prone us. And the Holy Spirit wants us to use our body like Jesus wore and use His body. And this is a tension. Now here we constantly clash with the Holy Spirit like a spoiled, misbehaving, ungrateful children. Right now, Holy Spirit is groaning in us, trying to bring a full humanity in the glorious image of God to its maturation and perfection. And heaven, in the presence of God, when we see Jesus face to face, we want to be like Him. And like a glorified Jesus, we will reflect God's glory completely. And there, our body will no longer resist the, the desire of God and the prompting of the Holy Spirit. There will be no more tension between our physical desire and our spiritual desire. There is no more conflict between our flesh and our spirit. That is what Paul is saying. Paul is saying in Romans 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, that is waiting for us. Right now we struggle with the earthly fleshy tent, but in, in presence of God, in the risen Christ, and ultimately in his return, we will have an eternal house, a permanent perfect home. And again, Paul said in Romans 8.23, then that we ourselves who, are, who have the first fruit of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our body. 